0: Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome into Fizz Film Room. I'm your host, Tava Schultz, joined alongside by Todd Fairley. He's Syracuse Commit Malcolm Folks, head coach at Episcopal Academy in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. Todd, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me on.
0: So I guess the first question that we need to ask you is, what is SU getting skill-wise from
1: Malcolm? Yeah, so we're really excited to have him come up to Syracuse and should be kind of two-way feeling there. Malcolm, really tough, gritty kid, physically strong, really athletic and fast and just always been tough and kind of a old-school type player.
0: I know he's listed as a safety on 24 seven sports. Is that, how does he play for you at the high school level?
1: Yeah. So one of his strengths, I think is kind of some of the things he could do. He started every game since he was a freshman at corner. And so he played two years, really became a top level corner and man to man and, and would be a we considered like a lockdown corner as he kind of grew developed. And we kind of, some things that could help us out, but also understood where he'd probably end up because he was getting so big and physical. So we moved him inside more to like a SAM, which, you know, many colleges at the four two five, the outside linebacker, kind of hybrid safety linebacker position, SAM, band whatever you call it, plays to the field. We moved him more into that position where he was really successful there. And I think that it's allowed him to be able to play... In the future, whether, you know, he plays a little bit like Will Linebacker, Sam, or uh, boundary safety, those were kind of the three kind of areas where schools were looking at him. And I think that he's well-rounded, you know, he's not foreign to playing some quarters coverage. He's put his nose in the box and played the run and uh, uses his hands very well. So I think... um, somewhere in the, along those lines he's a little bit flexible and I think he was for those reasons because he can cover and he he's enjoys it and he's more comfortable pressing than than in
0: space. So is that one of the draws or something Syracuse was interested in is that he could play all over the field?
1: Yeah I think a lot of schools at least he wasn't set to one spot and I think the more defenses evolved you want guys that can obviously spread the field. The offense can spread the field, so you, you need people that are comfortable in space, but also when needed can clean up the run. And I think he's done that, and he's continuing to get better at that because he's been flexible. Like, he grew up playing like middle linebacker. You know, he's like the best player in his team. He just played over the ball. So then, when we had a move in the corner, it was like we had to flip a switch and say, okay, like, you're going to work backwards now, and kind of in space. And it wasn't initially really comfortable for him, but he's very coachable, and works really hard at it. And then he became he became very good at it really quick. And now then back inside a little bit more, we had to kind of flip that switch back and get him going downhill a little bit more. And again, you know, the last preseason camp it was a little bit like yeah, every day's getting a little better, a little better. Then midseason great form and and really comfortable. So I think that if you really look at his first three years of high school football, you could see the strengths, the different areas where he could be successful. And I know Syracuse and and other schools, that's definitely positive because if you take a kid who's stuck in one position and and whether his hips are too stiff or is too light or not fit, you know, he's really kind of becomes a hard kind of investment and he occupies a spot. So for Malcolm, you know, if he puts on, got a great frame and has some weight to put on, if he gets really big, he could play that weak side linebacker. If he stays lean and fast, he could play to the field and play safety. So I think a lot of value, which is great.
0: Todd Fairley joins us on Fizz Film Room. He's Malcolm Folks' head coach at Episcopal Academy. Todd, it seems like with a lot of guys, maybe if they played corner in high school, they were great in coverage, but maybe run defense was an issue. It seems like Malcolm—I don't know—does he not have that same problem of being really good at one part of defense but not the other, since he's played all over the field?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So we—we we actually in our program we don't block corners when we're on offense. Like, so we just say there's a reason they're a corner. Usually, they don't like tackling never the case with him we kind of saw it as for a young kid remember he started corner as a freshman and and we felt like it could be really one-dimensional in terms of assignments where basically you're a pass player and as he got older it was run pass player but he never shied away from contact using his hands he's real physical he doesn't miss lifts stuff like that it's probably uh more comfort to him being engaged in contact and, and making plays so i would say like that was the way he was brought up and never a problem. Same thing on offense. We use him as a receiver. Again, trying to just eliminate some of the responsibilities when he's younger. And now he's evolved to run the ball, catch the ball, all over. And, and he will put his shoulder down and finish runs. And he's not avoiding contact in any way. So I think it's just naturally ingrained in who he is. And it's going to be one of his strengths.
0: A lot of college football coaches, when they're looking to recruit defensive backs, they're looking for guys who played both sides of the field, guys who played defensive back as well as maybe wide receiver, because the theory goes that since those guys played receiver, they're used to having the ball in their hands, and they're going to pick off more passes at defensive back. How is Malcolm in that skill set since he's played both sides of the
1: field? Yeah, I mean, well, he's got great ball skills. I think it's definitely a strength. Not to get off topic real quick, but one of the other things – He does very well with the basketball team and always has been one of their, like, better defenders. And nowadays with the rules, if you're a defensive back playing man-to-man, you're basically playing basketball defense, right? Kind of touching a little but not grabbing and stuff like that. So I think that's translated really well. And another strength of his, I think we got to the point where, honestly, like, we can eliminate threats on the offense where they're going to throw away from him. So his interception numbers aren't through the roof. But if you look at attempts and completions, they're way down. So, good amount of interceptions. I don't have my stats in front of me, but it's not like 10 interceptions because when you have an athlete like him on the field, it's a very easy decision to say, okay, we're going to go over there. And we do the same thing within us. If there's an elite player across the field from us, well, let's go pick on the kid who's probably a lacrosse player slash football player or something like that and take our chances over there. And that is definitely, I think we see a lot of very, you know, our league's very well coached and some really good players. So, they're pretty wise in choosing that other side of the field usually.
0: In your defense when he was playing corner before transitioning to other parts of the field, did you just have him shut down one side of the field or did you just put him on maybe the best wide receiver and lock him down? Or yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Maybe when he was a freshman, the other kid who was playing with him was – I'm sorry, when he was – I don't want to go back that far because I can't remember exactly. But, yeah, maybe now as a freshman we wouldn't have him travel with the best player. But his sophomore year, the other kid was actually uh, – Division one player plays at Lehigh too, and at corner. So we were pretty well around off. But there was definitely, we'd say, hey, okay, like they're going to play their best player in the slot. One of you guys is going to go in the slot. And we would move Malcolm to follow players and, and play in the slot, which is very rare with corners in high school that they're able to play against a two way go. So Malcolm definitely, I don't think there's anybody who's truly comfortable in the slot, you know, playing man to man. That's why those, you know, those guys are hard to find even the NFL. But yeah, we've moved him around definitely. And, even when we go to safety, like in our uh, red zone package and stuff like that, we put him at corner in high pest situations or against dip threats. Like we're going to put him on their best guy. We played against some pretty good talent. Wake Forest commit, who Malcolm was all over the field with, and that was good back and forth between those two. So,
0: Syracuse commit Malcolm Folks, head coach Todd Fairley at Episcopal Academy, joins us here on Fizz Film Room. Todd, do you have any favorite Malcolm Folks stories or memories that come to mind when you think of him?
1: I mean, he's a great team guy. He wants the ball all the time. You know, he wants it, but, he, you know, it's not like he's not selfish at all or whatever like that. He just, he wants it. So he was kind of like um, always eager to make plays. And he's just quiet about it, right? Like, if we're not getting him involved this last year offensively, then it was my fault. So sometimes I need that kind of because we asked him to do a lot of different things. He'd go in motion and run jet sweep and pass game, and then we'd have him back to running and and sometimes, you know, we, we do a lot of reads and things like that, and so our quarterback would end up with maybe 20 carries a game because they were allowed and and keep the ball, and that's the decision. But, you know, so he always went about the right way. we always approached. And I feel like, you know, again, we, we need to get the ball in his hands. So we are in our first league game last year, and we're playing a very good team, and we're down 10 in the fourth, and we're kind of turning the game our way, but it just can't. So we end up with 30 seconds left. It's third and like 10 going in and uh, kind of quiet day for a couple guys. See, Matt ran a nice day or whatever, but I said, Hey, we're going to get this play drawn up. We took a shot earlier in the game. It was like a really warm October day that guys were like, it was the heat was just like, it was like 80 degrees. One of those days it was on, you know, not normal. Earlier when we, we had this shot play, Malcolm who doesn't come off the field for us, he won't take himself out. He comes to me, he's like, I need one play. And I'm like, all right. And of course, we have the shot play that was designed for Malcolm. We run it. We just miss. Ball just goes off the kid's hand. So game's on the line. We're down three. 30-some seconds left. Ball's like the 20. You know, call timeout. All right, let's run the play again. Malcolm's moving. Great throw as he's getting hit. Malcolm makes an unbelievable catch. Touchdown back of the end zone, two feet in. Great call by the ref. And it really set us up going around to win the league, but we were one play away. If Malcolm doesn't make an amazing catch, we probably don't win that game. And it kind of kickstarted our season. But then the joy and you know everything like that. And it was sometimes it's a good reminder. You think play players, not plays, right? And you just got to get the throw the ball to one of the, your best guys or give it to him and let him make plays. And that was one of those times where it wasn't pretty, but he went up and made a play. So. That's been a fond memory in my uh, memories for for Malcolm.
0: Yeah, that's a great story. So, in the locker room, is he the same kind of guy that he has on the field, where he's a team leader? Since you do have these plays designed for him, and he's a veteran on the team.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what. He's um, he's quiet, and he gets. You know, he's he's great with his teammates, and one of the guys for sure. But he's definitely he doesn't like. Talk about it. He definitely leads by example and just shows up every day, works, and leads. And he's not high maintenance from, like, some guys are like, you know, you have to calm down or get too high, get too low. And I think when he was a little younger, he would he was used to setbacks on the football field. He was always moving forward. So those challenges he's come through. And I think, you know, again, he sets on the field. He works hard. He goes off. He doesn't – there's not drama or hooting and hollering or anything like that. He just gets after it and then, like, he's going to work. And then goes home. So, definitely a great example, the way he goes about his business that we hope some of the young guys definitely find that contagious.
0: We're joined on Fitz Film Room by Todd Fairley. He is Syracuse Commit Malcolm Folks, head coach at Episcopal Academy. Todd, during this quarantine, how is Malcolm? Been able to train or been able to continue to get those lifts in? Has he been working out from home, or do you know how he's been
1: training? Yeah, you know one of the struggles. I mean, many people are in, especially as it got started, was just the restrictions. And we're in a pretty hot area for the virus for a while there, right outside of Philadelphia. So he doesn't stop, and you know he has great support from his family to find it, figure it out. You know, they sent me a video where they made up, they're making up as much stuff as they can out of like it looked like public park. First time I got eyes on him a couple of weeks ago and we were allowed to get back with some voluntary summer stuff. You're like, man, he's the best he's ever looked. They're just committed to finding a way and they were getting creative. And I know there was frustration with many people, but he's never looked better, physical, strong. Again, they just found a way and, and did what they could. And now that we're a little bit more of a routine, he's able to maintain or even get better. So the one area, I don't think there's any, um, like they'll never, he, he never takes a day off almost. It's almost to a hit fall where I've seen him lifting, like coming up before a game. I'm like, yeah, you need to shut this down and think in his mind. It's just like a lost opportunity and, and something that he'll learn. Um, we try to teach kids about recovery, something they'll learn at Syracuse, you know, and, and that level, the importance of it. It's harder for the junk, young, our younger kids to realize that and how that helps. So he's a kid where, you know, he's deadlifting during the week at games and stuff like that. And, but it's his thing and it's a mindset. So everything's worked so well. So we don't want to mess with that.
0: He's listed on 24-7 sports at 191 pounds. Do
1: you think that's accurate? No, nah, I
0: think he's heavier, every year. Closer to 200 right now. Okay, so he's, he's definitely at least put on some weight since they've last seen him, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's probably a couple months setback. back. But I'll tell you what, he's carried one. He played the whole year. That's very accurate for the season. And then in basketball season, he was carrying that weight, which was great because usually with the conditioning and the ind- you know indoor basketball, the guys use a couple pounds. But his commitment to the weight room and stuff during that time, he was holding up a few times, one ninety four right during that time. So yeah, he, he's and he's got a great frame, so he's not finished product.
0: Well, that's good news for Syracuse fans. Now, speaking of Syracuse, what sold Malcolm on the hill?
1: Yeah, so he was able so. You know, unprecedented times guiding kids through this recruiting period is interesting and difficult and difficult for them with the uncertainty of a lot of things. He had a lot of opportunities. I'm sure it was over 20 scholarships, full scholarships. I lost count. Some really good schools. And then a lot of people knocking on the door about to offer. And I think if he didn't commit as early as he did, he would have had twice as much. So ultimately, with the idea that you probably weren't going to be able to visit A lot of places or who knows when colleges were going to be able to have host students and recruits to visit. He was a little anxious to choose a school. Syracuse was obviously one of his top choices of the bunch and and really what sold him. And I could tell right away. So last fall, he got up to see the overtime win at Syracuse. So you guys think intercepted a pass in overtime and beats Wake Forest or Mm -hmm. he was there. And Malcolm's, Visited a lot of places and done different things and spring ball visits and game visits to a lot of schools in our region. And he's been at Notre Dame game and stuff like that. So when he came back though, he was like, it was all like, he's very even keel and doesn't get too excited. And as soon as he got back, there was something about that trip for a reason. You know, I think coach Lynch has a huge part of it. I think coach Lynch is one of the better people in all the business. He is just a genuinely caring, great person who we are so happy that, you know, he'll be coaching one of our players, just he couldn't, the relationships. And I think just some people, you're not sure what way they go, but when you, I know he's going to be honest with us and, and he is a great person. I think that played a part of it. And when he came back, he's just like, I loved it. I love that. Awesome experience. It was such a cool thing. And you look at what a great staff they have. And not that there's a great thing like job security, but you feel like Syracuse has a great, the recommitment to coach and the staff and, they were really excited. So, given the whole thing, a couple of months later, and and the uncertainty with whatever schools you can go to, and I said, "Syracuse, if you loved it, it it's a good fit." And think about it. And they call me back a couple of days later. they like, "We want to commit." I'm like, "That's awesome! What a great place! What a great league! What a great opportunity!" And again, I think people ultimately the selling point. Everybody has nice stuff. But I think the coaches set set themselves apart. I know the family's big on relationships. The dad's you know works with relationships and work and. He values that, so they had to feel like there was that two-way connection, and I think that's what all recruits really want. Not the—I mean—as much as the nice stuff sells people, I think it's the people you're going to be around, and I think it better be important because you know that I think that's much more meaningful.
0: We're joined on Fizz Film Room by Todd Fairley, he's Syracuse commit Malcolm Folks head coach. Todd, did Syracuse star safety Andre Cisco's success? He could be a first-round NFL pick. He's being named a preseason All-American. Did his success at Syracuse have any impact on Malcolm's commitment since he'll probably be playing safety on the Hill?
1: You know, I think the kids are looking at stuff like that and following. I mean, there's so much information available, and we encourage kids to research, you know, get online and stuff like that. So I think certainly, you know, when you look at the program, you look at the successes of the last couple of years and the players and then the team, and I think that certainly played a huge part. Of it. I mean – Deep down, I'll tell you, academics was a huge part of this. And I think that Syracuse is top-notch in that aspect as well. But I'd be lying to you if they didn't say, okay, well, where can this take me beyond af- academics? And that's a huge piece of it, right? Like you want to be around successful people, and you want and successful people are gonna breed successful people, you know, it's gonna be within the program. And yeah, so I think all those things considered that I think Syracuse is trending in the right direction and the people are trending in the right direction, and it's uh, definitely appealing and, I think, a great setup. And Malcolm was the
0: second guy to commit in the 2021 class for the Orange. Was that appealing to him, or I guess he wasn't really worried about seeing who else was committed already and going to a place like that he just wanted to come?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you have to, you know, I think you take out what else is going on and think about what you can control, and I think there is, like, Unfortunately, in in the world of recruiting, there's more offers out there than spots just because of the nature of everybody wants to go after those top kids. There obviously may be some strategy to that. But again, I think he knew, you know, so when they like when he came back from that official visit, he hadn't had an offer yet. But he just knew like it felt great. And if you feel that way, then it does not matter? And it doesn't matter. I mean, no matter where you go you're going to have to compete for four or five years. So and I think that's something we talk about a lot, like people all the time, like how many at this position they have on the roster, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to compete and everybody's going to be really good. So I think you eliminate a lot of that stuff and you just say, okay, where's the opportunity for me to be my best, to grow, to be supported, get a great education, play great football, and he checks all those off. So
0: We're joined on Fizz Film Room by Todd Fairley. That's Malcolm Folks, head coach at Episcopal Academy. For this upcoming season, Todd, what are you expecting from Malcolm in his
1: senior year? Definitely culminate of a great four years. You look at his finish or his three years, you know, not a finished product, but really impressive. And I think this year, dominant defense, dominant, and one of the best guys, you know, hopefully we've ever coached from that end. And and he does so much with special teams. And offensively, two-way threat. I expect him to be a huge part of what we do uh, in the pass game and the run game. I think it was like, I don't even know how many total yards last year combined, but over a thousand we're looking for, you know, combined if all things go well. And, you know, if we have a full season and stuff like that, but he's definitely going to be highlighted in all those areas. and, And I think if anything, you get consistent effort, energy, attitude, and play from Malcolm. So we're excited about the way he's kind of progressed. And I think the best is still yet to come.
0: Well, Todd, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to join us here on Fizz Film Room, and good luck to Malcolm and your team in this coming season.
1: Thanks. Appreciate it. It was fun.
0: That was Syracuse Safety Commit Malcolm Folks, head coach Todd Fairley out of Episcopal Academy in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, joining us on Fizz Film Room. And make sure to check out all of our Fizz Film Room episodes either on our website at orangefizz.net or on SoundCloud at OrangeFizz. But for now, signing off, I'm Thomas Schultz. We'll see you next Tuesday for a brand new episode of this film.